Hare Krishna, everyone. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. This is take three on uh, January 22nd, uh, 2021, and we're late. It's 7.25. We usually start, start at about 7.15, but we've been struggling with this uh, microphone system, and my trusty techie has got this look on his face. And it says it's still not doing. But is it doing anything? It's not doing anything. It's just like if you didn't have it plugged in, it's the same thing. Whether it's plugged in or not, it's not making anything. But there's the sound. You hear my voice. It's just like sounding echoey. Mm -hmm. We're going to go through. Okay? So because we're late, we're going to go right into the reading. I've been taking a lot of time here. We hear Srila Bhakti Siddhanta's glorification, poetic glorification of the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita every day. Today we're going to skip it just this once to go right into chapter 16 of the Anjalila and we're hearing about how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tasted the nectar of Krishna's uh, lotus lips. Beginning with text 80. <clears throat> One day, when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to visit the temple of Lord Jagannath, the gatekeeper at the Singhadwara approached him and offered respectful obeisances. The Lord asked him, Where is Krishna, my life and soul? Please show me Krishna. Saying this, he caught the doorkeeper's hand. The doorkeeper replied, The son of Maharaj Nanda is here. Please come along with me, and I shall show you. Lord Chaitanya said to the doorman, You are my friend. Please show me where the Lord of my heart is. After the Lord said this, <clears throat> they both went to the place known as Jagamohan, where everyone views Lord Jagannath. Just see, the doorkeeper said, here is the best of the personalities of Godhead. From here you may see the Lord to the full satisfaction of your eyes. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed behind the huge column called the Garuda Stamba and looked upon Lord Jagannath. But as he looked, he saw that Lord Jagannath had become Lord Krishna with his flute to his mouth. In his book known as Goranga Stavakalpa Viksha, Raghunath Das Goswami has described this incident very nicely. My dear friend, the doorkeeper, where is Krishna, the Lord of my heart? Kindly show him to me quickly with these words. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu addressed the doorkeeper like a madman. The doorkeeper grasped the Lord's hand and replied very hastily, Come, see your beloved. May that Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rise within my heart and thus make me mad also. Purport. This verse is Goranga Stava Kalpa Viksha, 
7. Text 88. <clears throat> the offering of food known as Gopala Balabaloga was then given to Lord Jagannath and arati was performed with the sound of the conch and the ringing of bells. When the arati finished, the prasadam was taken out and the servants of Lord Jagannath came to offer some to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The servants of Lord Jagannath first garlanded Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then offered him Lord Jagannath's prasadam. The prasadam was so nice that its aroma alone, to say nothing of its taste, would drive the mind mad. Now unplug and plug it back in. Text 91. <clears throat> Text 91. The prasadam was made of very valuable ingredients. Therefore, the servant wanted to feed Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu a little portion of it. Text 92. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tasted a little of the prasadam. Govinda took the rest and bound it in the end of his wrapper. To Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the prasadam tasted millions upon millions of times better than nectar and thus he was fully satisfied. The hair all over his body stood on end, and incessant tears flowed from his eyes. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu considered, Where has such a taste in this prasadam come from? Certainly, it is due to having been, it's, certainly, it is due to its having been touched by the nectar of Krishna's lips. Understanding this, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu felt an emotion of ecstatic love for Krishna. But upon seeing the servants of Lord Jagannath, he restrained himself. The Lord then again and again said, Only by, the, only by great fortune may one come by a particle of the remnants of food offered to the Lord. The servants of the Jagannath temple inquired, What is the meaning of this? Purport. The remnants of Krishna's food are mixed with his saliva. In the Mahabharata and the Skanda Purana, it is stated, Mahaprasade Govinde Nama Brahmani Vaishnave Persons who are not very highly elevated in pious activities cannot believe in the remnants of food, prasadam, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, nor in Govinda, the holy name of the Lord, nor in the Vaishnavas. 97. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied, These are remnants of food that Krishna has eaten and thus turned to nectar with his lips. It surpasses heavenly nectar and even such demigods as Lord Brahma find it difficult to obtain. 
Remnants left by Krishna are called Pela. Anyone who obtains even a small portion must be considered very fortunate. One who is only ordinarily fortunate cannot obtain such mercy. Only persons who have the full mercy of Krishna can receive such remnants. The word Sukriti refers to pious activities performed by the mercy of Krishna. One who is fortunate enough to obtain such mercy receives the remnants of the Lord's food and thus becomes glorious. After saying this, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu bade farewell to all the servants. After seeing the next offering of food to Lord Jagannath, a function known as Upalaboga, he returned to his own quarters. After fin finishing his noon duties, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ate his lunch, but he constantly remembered the remnants of Krishna's food. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed his external activities, but his mind was filled with ecstatic love. With great difficulty, he tried to restrain his mind, but it would always be overwhelmed by very deep ecstasy. After finishing his evening duties, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat down with his personal associates in a secluded place and discussed the pastimes of Krishna in great jubilation. Following the indications of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Govinda brought the prasadam of Lord Jagannath. The Lord sent some, some to Paramananda Puri and Brahmananda Bharati. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then gave shares of the prasadam to Ramananda Roy, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, Surup Damodar Goswami, and all the other devotees. As they tasted the uncommon sweetness and fragrance of the prasadam, everyone's mind was struck with wonder. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, These ingredients, such as sugar, camphor, black pepper, cardamom, cloves, butter, spices, and licorice, are all material. Everyone has tasted these material substances before. Purport. The word prakrita refers to things tasted for sense gratification of the conditioned soul. Such things are limited by the material laws. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to make the point that material things have already been experienced by material, materially absorbed persons who are interested only in sense gratification. <clears throat> However, the Lord continued, in these ingredients there are extraordinary tastes and uncommon fragrances. Just taste them and see the difference in the experience. Apart from the taste, even the fragrance pleases the mind and makes one forget any other sweetness besides its own. Therefore it is to be understood that the spiritual nectar of Krishna's lips has touched these ordinary ingredients and trans 
transferred them, transferred to them all their spiritual qualities. Purport. Since everyone had previously tasted these ingredients, why had they become extraordinary and spiritually delicious? This was proof that food, prasadam, becomes uncommonly, uncommonly flavorful and delicious by touching Krishna's lips. A fragrance and taste that are uncommon and greatly enchanting and that make one forget all other experiences are attributes of Krishna's lips. This prasadam has been made available only as a result of many pious activities. Now taste it with great faith and devotion. Loudly chanting the holy name of Hari, all of them tasted the prasadam. As they tasted it, their minds became mad in, in the ecstasy of love. In ecstatic love, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ordered Ramananda Roy to recite some verses. Thus Ramananda Roy spoke as follows. O hero of charity, please deliver unto us the nectar of your lips. That nectar increases lusty desires for enjoyment and diminishes lamentation in the material world. Kindly give us the nectar of your lips, which are touched by your transcendentally vibrating flute. For that nectar makes all human beings forget all other attachments. Purport. This is a quotation from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.31.14. Upon hearing Ramananda Roy quote this verse, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very satisfied. Then he recited the following verse, which had been spoken by Srimati Radharani in great anxiety. My dear friend, the all-surpassing nectar from the lips of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna can be obtained only after many, many pious activities. For the beautiful gopis of Vrindavan, that nectar vanquishes the desire for all other tastes. Madan Mohan always chews pan that surpasses the nectar of heaven. He is certainly increasing the desires of my tongue Purport. This verse is found in the Govinda Lilamrita 8 8. Text 120. After saying this, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was overwhelmed by ecstatic loving emotions. Talking like a madman, he began to explain the meaning of the two verses. My dear lover, Lord Chaitanya said, in the mood of Srimati Radharani. Let me describe some of the characteristics of your transcendental lips. They agitate the mind and body of everyone. They increase lusty desires for enjoyment. They destroy the burden of material happiness and lamentation. And they make one forget all material desires. The whole world falls under their control. They vanquish shame, religion, and patience, especially in women. 
Indeed, they inspire madness in the minds of all women. Your lips increase the greed of the tongue and thus attract it. Considering all this, we see that the activities of your transcendental lips are always paradoxical. 123. My dear Krishna, since you are a male, it is not very extraordinary that the attraction of your lips can disturb the minds of women, but I am ashamed to say that your impudent lips sometimes attract even your flute, which is also considered a male. It likes to drink the nectar of your lips, and thus it also forgets all other tastes. Aside from conscious living beings, even unconscious matter is sometimes made conscious by your lips. Therefore, your lips are great magicians. Paradoxically, although your flute is nothing but dry wood, your lips constantly make it drink their nectar. They create a mind and senses in the dry wooden flute and give it transcendental bliss. That flute is a very cunning male who drinks again and again the taste of another male's lips. It advertises its qualities and says to the gopis, O gopis, if you are so proud of being women, come forward and enjoy your property, the nectar of the lips of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thereupon the flute said angrily to, to me, Give up your shame, fear, and religion, and come drink the lips of Krishna. On that condition, I shall give up my attachment for them. If you do not give up your shame and fear, however, I shall continuously drink the nectar of Krishna's lips. I am slightly fearful, because you also have the right to drink that nectar, but as for the others, I consider them like straw. The nectar of Krishna's lips combined with the vibration of his flute attracts all the people of the three worlds. But if we gopis remain patient out of respect for religious principles, the flute then criticizes us. The nectar of your lips and the vibration of your flute join together to loosen our belts and induce us to give up shame and religion even before our superiors as if catching by us by the, as if catching us by our hair they forcibly take us away and deliver us unto you to become your maidservants hearing of these incidents people laugh at us we have thus become completely subordinate to the flute this flute is nothing but a dry stick of bamboo, but it becomes our master and insults us in so many ways that it forces us into a predicament. But what can we do to to but tolerate it? The mother of a thief cannot cry loudly for justice when the thief is punished. Therefore, we simply remain silent. Such is the policy of these lips. 
Just consider some other injustices. Everything that touches those lips, including food, drink, or beetle, becomes just like... Everything that touches those lips, including food, drink, or beetle, becomes just like nectar. It is, this call, it is thus called Krishna Pela, or remnants left by Krishna. Even after much prayer, the demigods themselves cannot obtain even a portion of the remnants of such food. Just imagine the pride of those remnants. Only a person who has acted piously for many, many births and thus have become and has thus become a devotee can obtain the remnants of such food. The beetle chewed by Krishna is priceless, and the remnants of such chewed beetle from their mouth, from his mouth, I'll read that again, sorry. The beetle chewed by Krishna is priceless, and the remnants of such chewed beetle from his mouth are said to be the essence of nectar. When the gopis accept these remnants, their mouths become his spittoons. Therefore, my dear Krishna, please give up all the tricks you have set up so expertly. Do not try to kill the life of the gopis with the vibration of your flutes. Because of your joking and laughing, you are becoming responsible for the killing of women. It would be better for you to satisfy us by giving us the charity of the nectar of your lips. While Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was talking like this, his mind changed, his anger subsided, but his mental agitation increased. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued, This nectar from Krishna's lips is supremely difficult to obtain, but if one gets some, his life becomes successful. When a person competent to drink that nectar does not do so, that shameless person continues his life uselessly. There are persons who are unfit to drink that nectar, but who nevertheless drink it continuously, whereas some who are suitable never get it and thus die of greed. It is therefore to be understood that such an unfit person must have obtained the nectar of Krishna's lips on the strength of some austerity. Again, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said to Ramananda Roy, Please say something. I want to hear. Understanding the situation, Ramananda Roy recited the following words of the gopis. My dear gopis, what auspicious activities must the flute have performed to enjoy the nectar of Krishna's lips independently and leave only a taste for us gopis for whom that nectar is actually meant? The forefathers of the flute, the bamboo trees, shed tears of pleasure. His mother, 
the river on whose bank the bamboo was born, feels jubilation, and therefore her blooming lotus flowers are standing like hair on her body. Purport. This verse, quoted from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.21.9, is part of a discussion the gopis had among themselves. As the autumn season began in Vrindavan, Lord Krishna was tending the cows and blowing on his flute. The gopis then began to praise Krishna and discuss the fortunate position of his flute. Upon hearing the recitation of this verse, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became, became absorbed in ecstatic love and with, greatly agitated, with a greatly agitated mind he began to explain its meaning like a madman. Some gopis said to other gopis, just see the astonishing pastimes of Krishna, the son of Rajendra. He will certainly marry all the gopis of Vrindavan. Therefore the gopis know for certain that the nectar of Krishna's lips is their own property and cannot be enjoyed by anyone else. My dear gopis, fully consider how many pious activities this flute performed in his past life. We do not know what places of pilgrimage he visited, what austerities he performed, or what perfect mantra he chanted. 144. <clears throat> this flute is utterly unfit because it is merely a dead bamboo stick. Moreover, it belongs to the male sex. Yet this flute is always drinking the nectar of Krishna's lips, which surpasses nectarian sweetness of every description. Only by hoping for that nectar do the gopis continue to live. Although the nectar of Krishna's lips is the absolute property of the gopis, the flute, which is just an insignificant stick, is forcibly drinking that nectar and loudly inviting the gopis to come drink it also. Just imagine the strength of the flute's austerities <clears throat> and good fortune. Even great devotees drink the nectar of Krishna's lips only after the flute has done so. <clears throat> when Krishna takes his bath in universally purifying rivers like the Yamuna and the Ganges of the celestial world, the great personalities of those rivers greedily and jubilantly drink the remnants of the nectarian juice from his lips. Aside from the rivers, the trees standing on the banks like great ascetics and engaging in welfare activities for all living entities drink the nectar of Krishna's lips by drawing water from the river with their roots. We cannot understand, we cannot understand why they drink like that. The trees on the bank of the Yamuna and the Ganges are always jubilant they appear to be smiling with their flowers and shedding tears in the form of flowing honey. 
just as the forefathers of a Vaishnava son or grandson feel transcendental bliss, the trees feel blissful because the flute is a member of their family. The gopis considered, the flute is completely unfit for this position. We want to know what kind of austerities the flute executed so that we may also perform the same austerities. Although the flute is unfit, he is drinking the nectar of Krishna's lips. Seeing this, we qualified gopis are dying of unhappiness. Therefore, we must consider the austerities the flute underwent in his past life. While thus speaking, like a madman, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became full of ecstatic emotion. In the company of his two friends, Sarup Damodar Goswami and Ramananda Roy, he sometimes danced, sometimes sang, and sometimes became unconscious in ecstatic love. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu passed his days and nights in this way, expecting the mercy of Sarup, Rupa, Sanatan, and Raghunath Das and taking their lotus feet on my head, I, the most fallen Krishna Das, continue chanting the epic Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is sweeter than the nectar of transcendental bliss. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Anjalila, 16th chapter, describing the nectar flowing from Sri Krishna's lotus lips. Jai. Shri Krishna Prashadam Ki Jai. The nectar of Krishna's lotus lips which perfume and electrify the Prashadam Ki Jai. All the devotees of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who shared with him these ecstatic pastimes Ki Jai. I hope they could hear that. It was so beautiful. Did you hear, get anything, messages? Yeah, there's a couple just saying it doesn't sound proper. But could, did they hear it? They can hear it. Yeah. I can hear it in here. Anyway, let's have some discussion now. It's 8 o'clock, and uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't, we started late and we ended at about the same time. But uh, anyway, I can tell a story. Can I start? When I was in France, in New Mayapur, many years ago, in 1979, I think, 79, 78 or 79, uh, there was a, a young man who joined. And he was from a very well-to-do family and his father was the <clears throat> publisher of one of the biggest magazines in France. And one day the boy said that his father wanted to come visit. So we thought, oh, this is a good opportunity. So we, we pulled out all the stops, so to speak. And we got the best cook, and we got together the best ingredients. We got favorite Pajari, to offer it. So when the man came, 
we, we, we had a very nice greeting and we sat him down nicely and showed him around. And then we sat down and started honoring the prasadam together. And he looked like he was having a good time. He was actually smiling and, you know, even giggling, sometimes laughing. And so we thought, oh, this is fantastic. So then what happened was, he went back to his magazine and he wrote an article, an expose article on the Hare Krishnas. He said, now I have the direct evidence. I went to their place and they served me their food <clears throat> and I became intoxicated. This is proof that they put drugs in their food. So, because he was a big guy and it was published, the police came and they turned the place upside down. They looked everywhere. They found nothing. So we, what's the word? We, we threatened him, actually, that if he didn't publish a retraction of what he just said, we were going to take him to court or something. I can't remember exactly, but it was something like that. And he did, and his newspaper, his magazine went down. So the, the, the moral of the story is that even a personality who has not performed any austerities, when they taste Krishna Prashadam, they can taste that it's different. Even, even if they can't taste all the things that Lord Chaitanya and his eternal associates were tasting here in this chapter, it tastes different. And all of us who have tasted Krishna Prashadam knows that eternal truth. Hare Krishna. Okay, I turn it over to you for reflections. Are saying the volume is low. So sorry. So sorry. I don't know what to do. We're doing everything the same that we usually do. The microphones work perfectly well. Doing in the same position. Just, you know, recording them, you know, right from the phone. Not going through Facebook. But then it started working again. We have no answer. If there's any techies out there that want to give us a suggestion, we certainly will accept your suggestion. But for now, what can I do? We're at the merciless hands of this technology. I wish you were all here in the room and could have heard this nicely. So answer my question, is it unbearable or is it just a lot different? Could you still hear the words? Could you still feel the emotion? Somebody please respond. Sri Dasi says the sound is very good on my end. 
Now, now Sudevi is in complete ecstasy. She just went into ecstatic bliss, and she's hearing things like nobody else is hearing things. Hare Krishna. One comment from Santarupa Devi Dasan. Okay, go ahead. She says, today we tasted the difference whilst honoring prasadam. That means everybody heard. Hare Krishna. Well, I'm very happy to hear that. And we will try our best to make an arrangement to get these microphones to work as soon as possible. There's all kinds of comments coming in. Yadvita Madas says, yes. Jai Sachinandana says, yes, I heard very well. Vrindavaneshwari says, absolutely. Sudevi says, it's clear and loud enough. And the Murti Devidasi says, I could hear. I understand the power of prasad. I am fortunate to run the prasad restaurant. <laughs> okay, we're satisfied. They can hear. It may not be perfect, but the subject matter is perfect. What else? There's a comment from Gilas Manjari. Oh, Hare, Hare Krishna. She says, I found this verse intriguing. Text 112. The nectar of Krishna's lips has touched these ordinary ingredients and transferred to them their spiritual qualities. Would you like to elaborate on this, Maharaj, on the spiritual qualities of the ingredients? No, no, no. The, 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 the ingredients are the same, but the qualities of the ingredients change when they're offered to Krishna and he tastes them. But not only that, he can taste them through his ears or through his eyes. And it, and it changes, just like it does when he tastes it with his mouth. That's the nature of Krishna. He is unlimited, inconceivable, and he can do anything. And when one has full faith in that, without a doubt, he can taste these things to the degree that he actually is faith to the strength of his faith. And I think by Chichitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy and Prabhupada's mercy, all of us who have joined this movement, especially those who are initiated, uh, have tasted this, tasted the difference. And even guests oftentimes remark on the difference of prasadam and how satisfying it is. So that you may not be able to understand the logistics of it, you know, or the physics of it, but that's because it's spiritual and it acts on spiritual laws. And spiritual laws are different than material laws. In the spiritual world, you can taste a taste forever. And then when you taste that same thing, the taste increases 
forever. And one's whole life is like that. In spontaneous love, there is um, full knowledge. And that full knowledge gives one the ability to, to know what to do and what not to do at every moment, naturally without having had to go to school, you know, or study Shastra for a few lifetimes. It's all there, automatically in the heart, spontaneously. And still, Sometimes there's competition. Just like we heard, gopis are criticizing the flute. The flute's giving a comeback, criticism of the gopis. These things are going on, but they're not like the emotions that we feel here, which causes, you know, misunderstandings and sometimes even violence and horrible, horrific scenes. Therefore we should want to go there to be able to experience these things. You cannot experience these things unless you're in spiritual body, unless you're fully uh, realized your identity with, in, in relationship with Krishna. So this is meant to give us impetus to increase the eagerness the anxiousness to be able to be with Krishna and to taste these things. And the way we get there is to give these things to others. Distribute Krishna Prasadam cooked very nicely with love and devotion and offered with love and devotion to the deities according to all the rules and regulations. In this way, we are all assisting Srila Prabhupada in spreading this movement. He's assisting Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who's assisting his spiritual master all the way back to Lord Chaitanya himself. So, have no doubt we are participating in the uh, Krishna Consciousness Movement, the Sankirtan Movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And therefore, even though the world is going through so much chaos and confusion and even anger and violence right now in politics, we are just in bliss hearing the pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hare Krishna. There's a comment from Rati Manjari. Hare Krishna, Rati. Forgive us for our, I don't know, wayward microphones or whatever they are, whatever happening. She's I promise you I will test these as soon as we stop tonight. 
I will test these microphones under all the different conditions and all the different wires to make sure that it's that we know it's not the mic. If it is, we'll get mics right away as soon as possible. I was already already told by Davide that he would send new mics as soon as we need them. Samantha's comment. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. The more I hear these exalted topics, the more I realize the great difference between the spiritual world and topics and the complicated, horrible mess of the times we are living in. It is disturbing. Thank God for transcendental messengers like you who keep broadcasting the transcendental subject matters. I am just your servant, Hare Krishna. Alright everyone. Go ahead. She says, Tomorrow we will again go out once again to spread the pure holy names of the Lord. Please bless us to be spiritual warriors. You are already a spiritual warrior along with all those that are following you. So be it. Hare Krishna. Hare Nam Sankirtan Ki Jai. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Samabeda Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place. Hopefully the mics will work. And if they don't, believe me, we'll get the proper mics as soon as possible. Hare Krishna.